Hi, welcome to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley, clinical psychologist and positive psychology coach. Here you'll get powerful stories, techniques, strategies, tips, and targeted recommendations on how to effectively deal with anger, sadness, grief, anxiety, jealousy, fear, and other minor, major, intensely difficult, and disempowering emotions. Listen to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, read our blog, and begin to heal your hurt, manage your emotions, deal effectively with difficult people, handle stress better, and fully empower yourself to change and grow in the ways that you really want to. Dr. Motley helps you to remove the emotional chains that are shackling you. Hello, this is Marcus Motley with another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast. This is a show where we discuss the best tips, techniques, and strategies on how to deal with your emotional stuff. We talk about how not to let your emotional stuff derail you or deter you or put you on a detour from your destiny or weaken your resolve to maximize your potential. And most importantly, we talk about how to use your emotions to empower yourself, to connect with others, to make positive changes, and to get what you deeply desire from your life. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about learning to trust your emotions. It is generally accepted that we all develop intuitive feelings very early in life. The problem is, from a very young age, we are often told to ignore our feelings or that our feelings are just wrong. Much like force-feeding an infant can cause the child to start ignoring their natural hunger control mechanisms, it's the same with emotions. The more we have been taught to suppress our feelings, the more likely we are being conditioned not to trust them. So we all need to reestablish our trust in our intuitive thoughts, feelings, and emotions. In other words, we need to trust ourselves. Here are some specific questions related to our emotions and how we should develop that trust in our emotional intuitions. So, What happens when you get a feeling in your gut that something is not quite right, that something may be wrong? Most people seem to have a natural ability to know if something is not right in any given situation. The problem is, over time, you may have pushed down those intuitive feelings as wrong and thus not to be trusted. You meet a new person and for no reason you feel like something is off or that there is just something strange about them that you are missing. Or you talk with someone and get the sense that they may not be telling the truth. While you may not want to react on these situations that aren't cause for concern because they pose no immediate danger, you should keep an open mind and keep your eyes open. Chances are you'll find out that you're right more often than you are wrong. How about when the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, as they say? You know, every individual seems to have been born with a built-in fight-or-flight response mechanism. Sometimes the hairs on the back of your neck will stand up or you get a prickly feeling and feel like running away from the environment or situation or even from the person. Most of the time you should pay attention to this feeling. Often you'll find that when you feel that way, there's potential physical or psychological danger lurking nearby. 
Do not ever ignore these nagging feelings. If you are occasionally wrong, it is always best to be safety conscious. Now think carefully if you feel a tug to help someone. Now that's going in the other direction. In other words, you feel this drive, this intuition, this tug, this pull that you should help someone who is in a particular situation. Now, marketing firms use television and radio commercials to grab you emotionally to purchase their products and services. They're even doing that online with internet programs. Examples are those programs that encourage you to send money to save starving or malnourished children or donate money to save abused animals. The emotions you feel when watching those commercials are normal and natural. And although you should respect your feelings, you really don't have to take action on them. When you feel compelled to help people, consider the offers very carefully. Tied to these emotional triggers to help are feelings of guilt if you don't comply, on the other hand. The best thing to do here is to think carefully about both sets of feelings. The feeling to help and the feelings of guilt. As well as the feelings of concern that you may have that this may not be a situation which you want to get involved in. So think carefully about those feelings and make some clear-headed, thoughtful decisions. Think deeply if you feel pulled to do something out of the norm, something different than you normally would do. You are contemplating your life and your work, for example, and you desperately want to do something different, but you are afraid to change. You are afraid to change from what you are currently doing to something else. If you feel pulled in a new direction, take the time to give it some real consideration instead of nixing it immediately. Most successful people don't allow nagging doubts to stop them from making decisions and sometimes radical changes to their lives. However, once you decide to make changes, you must think strategically and plan all your actions. Now, it's important that you develop a feeling of confidence in your abilities, in the things that you do, in the actions that you take, in your job, in your career. When you're feeling confident, don't push those feelings of confidence down. Don't ignore them. You have a right to feel good about what you're doing, and you have an obligation to feel capable and to be thankful for your abilities. Most of the time, when you feel good about yourself, it's not misplaced pride, and it's certainly not bragging. So often, people are taught from a young age not to boast about their abilities or their successes or their wins. And if this happens, this can develop in a lifelong habit of denying your deserved positive feelings and celebrating your wins and successes. You must allow yourself to feel confident when it's appropriate. Next, pay attention to your environment. The environment in which you live and work contributes to how you feel about yourself and the degree to which you trust your emotions. You must pay attention to your surroundings and you must create the kind of environment that is, first of all, safe and secondly, that is uplifting, inspiring and motivating. 
your environment should also be such that it allows you to be creative and also allows you to test things out. In other words, you should also create an environment where you can fail safely without being bombarded by negativity from others and even negativity from yourself. Ask any successful person and they will tell you that failure is a key part of success. In addition, you need to acknowledge the different emotions in your experiences. Don't push away emotions that you have about troubling issues like terrorism, crime, and drug use. Instead, allow yourself to experience a full range of emotions so that you can think deeply about them and so that you can compare the different issues involved in those situations. Of course, you do have to show some measure of propriety and political correctness in public, but you can also express appropriate emotions in appropriate places as these thoughts come to you. Just remember to exercise emotional control so that you don't go overboard when talking or even thinking about these subjects. You should also be able to acknowledge that on some subjects, your feelings may be balanced. For example, politically, you may be a strict conservative on some issues, while you are also strongly liberal on others. You must acknowledge those different feelings, even if those different feelings are on the same topic or subject. Try to identify the emotions that others are having. This is a crucial skill. Again, you've got to try to identify the emotions that others are having. In order to improve your capacity for empathy, practice naming and expressing the emotions that other people are having, both with regards to what they say they're experiencing and regards to what they're demonstrating. People who can show great empathy to others even if they haven't gone through the situation themselves, have much happier lives than those who cannot relate to other human beings at all. You don't have to be homeless yourself to understand how truly demoralizing the experience of homelessness is. Here's another skill. Here's another thing that you need to do. Write down your feelings. Keep a feeling journal or a journal that describes your emotions because it may help you to process different feelings that you're having and the different feelings that you note that other people have about situations and issues in life. Your journal can help you to work through different emotions in healthy ways, as well as give you something to look back at when you're about to make a decision on a specific issue. Your journal may also help you to reflect back on feelings that you may have had in the past and which you no longer have or may no longer be considering. In addition, you must test your judgment for accuracy, and then you must go for it. So if you're afraid, for example, to go with your gut feelings because you're practice stifling most of the things associated with gut feelings, you may need to begin to reassert that gut feeling muscle. For example, if you want to switch jobs, or if the idea or thought or notion comes that you should change your job, don't dismiss it. Think about it very carefully. You may even want to research job possibilities just to see what's available and to test your gut feelings and to see if those gut feelings have solid merit. It's possible that you might find the job of a lifetime or really get in touch with your life's calling. In closing, 
As you learn to trust your emotions by practicing actually feeling them and exploring them and possibly taking action on those feelings, you'll get better at discerning what's right and what's wrong and which feelings may actually prove to be really and crucially important to you. If you distrust your feelings and bury them, you will never know how valuable they really are and how much you can truly benefit from embracing them or at least consider them carefully. Your feelings are yours. Why not trust yourself? Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley. Listen, if you need private, personalized information, techniques, or strategies that are designed specifically to help you or a friend or a loved one, then please contact Dr. Motley at empowermeathotmail.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E at hotmail.com. Or go to the website at emotionalstuff.com, emotional, S-H-T-U-F-F dot com, and leave a private comment or make a specific confidential request. Remember, you can always contact Dr. Motley for private and confidential coaching and counseling assistance.